Hey, hey everyone, welcome to the Texas Outlaw Running Talk Show. This is your host, Briston Rains. I'm the founder, owner, and Texas Division Race Director here at Texas Outlaw Running. This episode you're about to listen to is known as Shooting the Bull. Shooting the Bull episodes release every Monday and we shoot the bull about running, fitness, and life itself. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy this show of us shooting the bull. Good morning, Asher. Hey, good morning, Briston and Carly. Good morning, Carly. Good morning. All right, Asher. So you just uh you just volunteered at the Arkansas Traveler Hundred, one of the most historic hundred mile races in America. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, man. It's the uh it's the seventh oldest hundred miler in America. And whenever they started it, a couple guys guys and gals from Arkansas, they went out to Western States and they kind of saw how they were running it, running things and they ran it. And then they came back to Arkansas in the next year. Like it was the next couple months. They uh, started up the Arkansas traveler. It's a really cool story from back in the like late eighties, I want to say. And this was their anyways, this, this running that just happened on October 7th and 8th. It was like their 35th year, I want to say. So it's been a long, long road for them. And, uh, man, it was so cool. So I I signed up to be one of the shuttle people. So I went out to various aid stations, and I picked up people that had dropped. But really, <laughs> really late night. So I get there at like 6 p.m., and I, I check in. I'm like, hey, I'm here to you know run one of the shuttles. And they have three other shuttles that are making rotation and so this guy named thomas he was awesome and his parents were actually some of the people that had started it way back uh he was like yeah let me get you let me get you hooked up so um he kind of showed me it's it's out in the sticks man this ultra it's out on these forest service roads that run through the washington national forest and it's not a looped course there's a section at the beginning that's looped and it's like a 15 mile loop but then it's a big uh, 85 mile out and back. So you're running 42 and a half miles out, 42 and a half miles back, you know. And um, so Thomas got me hooked up. He gave me a walkie talkie because there I walk in, man. And there's like these two old dudes sitting at this table and they got these big old headphones on uh, over their ears. And they're like um, radioing to people. They got this like ham uh Maybe it's a ham radio. Yeah, I think it's, it's ham. ham. It's ham radio. Those ham radio yes. guys are like, they nerd out about that stuff. Yeah, so they're, you can tell they're geeking out about it, but they're just a couple old dudes, man. And uh, so apparently they have like 50 to 100, I don't remember the number, but a bunch of radios out on the course at, you know, all these different aid stations. And uh, man, it was really cool. So any, like, you'll know. So like, anybody that's been to our events, we kind of, we try to keep it simple at the start line. You know, we like, we have our start and finish line, couple, uh, tents, a time clock. Um, and that's, I, I walk up, I drive up and that's exactly what they have. It's like a little start line, a couple tents. Um, but their like main base of operations was inside of this cabin that was actually at the state park, which was where the start was. And there were a bunch of people in there hanging out. So anyways, I get sent out to uh, 
one of the aid stations, actually the very end, the turnaround point. And Thomas tells me, he's like, Asher, once you get there, you can radio back and be like, this is shuttle Hamlin checking in, uh, awaiting further instructions. So that's exactly what I did. I was like, shuttle Hamlin here, waiting for further instructions, you know, out in my truck. I drove, I had driven down this dirt road for like an hour. And, uh, so anyways, somebody ended up needing to be picked up there. Um, and then I had to make a stop at a different aid station that was like 30 miles east, um, and picking up two more people. And they were a fun bunch. It was a younger guy from Texas, actually. So, and I, I told him about Texas Outlaw Running. He's like, oh, I know. He's never run one of our races, but he's heard of us. So I was like, yeah, we're making the rounds, man. And uh, so I take those people back, and then I pretty much do the same thing. They're like, all right, we need you to go out to this aid station um, because we think we have a couple people out there for you to pick up. So uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I only volunteered till about one thirty in the morning, so 6 to one thirty. Um but it was just a bunch of driving around on dirt roads and uh, riding in my truck with sweaty runners and kind of in, in between it was, uh, you know, just waiting around for instructions. Um, but the funny thing was, so I, I mentioned to somebody uh, really early on cause they, they had some zoom meetings before the race about, you know, what the shuttle drivers were going to have to do. And I mentioned to them that, you know, I had race directed before, so I kind of knew, you know, what the scene looked like. And I'd been around a lot of races, so I understood the scene. And anyways, that word got around because apparently they've had several race directors in the past come in like shadow to see how things are run. And so at the end, and I wasn't expecting this, but that same guy, Thomas, who had had actually race directed uh, that race for like seven years prior. And uh, it was this new race director, which was a lady. She had, it was her second year doing it. Um, but he was like, all right, so now that you've done your due diligence, run around in the woods for a little while, you got any questions? Like, I know you're here shadowing. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, man, it really wasn't even my intention to come and like check everything out. It was really just because I genuinely wanted to help out because, uh, like Briston and I mentioned, we're eventually going to do it. And, uh, so I was like, yeah, I got a question for you. Um, so I'd been to, you know, all these various A stations, probably five total, and just they're spread out by, you know, 10, 20 miles a piece. And I was like, so how do y'all get the support that you have for these aid stations? And he, he looked at me and he's like, man, it's honestly just because we've built a community around this race. And he says, that's what race, like big seasoned, um, well-known races have in common is that there's a community around the race. There isn't just like the people that show up on the day of, he says that he said that, um, their turn, their turnover for aid station directors is what they call them is super low. And like every year they might have one person like, uh, tell them that, Oh, I can't do it next year. I'm going to have to, you're going to have to get somebody else. Um, and he says that, and I was, I was thinking to myself, that's Arkansas, first of all, because we're all like backwoods. We know each other. We're all neighborly, that kind of thing. And, you know, of course, where they're going to build a community around this crazy event, 100 miles in the woods, you know, Arkansans are probably thinking, what? We're, good, we're doing what? You know? <laughs> and uh, so it was really, it was, it was a great experience, man. I, uh, 
I enjoyed it. I think they enjoyed having me there and uh, learned learned a few things, I guess. So they thought you were creeping and trying to get some pointers. Yeah. They did. <laughs> oh, I was uh, genuinely checking it out because we're going to be running it soon. Yeah, exactly. They were like, oh, this race director is here to like, he's young and he's, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And I was like, that's not really why I'm here, but uh, <laughs> I learned a couple things. Yeah. It was good, man. Yeah. We need to uh, be those old men, bro, and figure out how to get the radio situation going. Yeah. True that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's cool. It was cool. Uh, I'd be driving around on you know these dirt roads, and every once in a while, like I could hear the communication with the other shuttle drivers. And you know, you go down on a ravine and you lose com- communication completely. And it's like you're really out here. You've got no cell service. You have your map, and that's pretty much it. So it yeah. was cool. Yeah, sounds really good, dude. Sounds cool though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for us to do it. My, uh, I, I explained to my dad, you know, what all happened. I told him the whole story and, and he was like, well, I guess I'll have to do it next year. And I was like, sweet. Cause Bristol and I are doing it too. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, cool, man. That's actually, I kind of wanted to talk about that a little bit today, dude, about, uh, serving like that, you know? And, um, the main reason I wanted to, to talk about it is because there's a, uh, I think there's a reward for doing things like that that come unknowingly. <clears throat> and I guess what I mean by that is that whenever you um, serve or you give give something of value uh, just out of the goodness of your heart, it, it always seems as though as that you're rewarded in some way down the road in the future for that act. Um, and, you know, we've we have volunteers that come to our races and those those people mean so much because, like, dude, if we didn't have volunteers, it would it would suck for the runners and us, <laughs> you know. Like, imagine yeah, trying to imagine the Arkansas traveler trying to put the whole race on by themselves, like just like two people, you know, that'd be impossible. Awesome. Bro, uh, and here's a crazy little statistic: usually, they the volunteers outnumber the number of runners in the race two to one. Wow! So, like that that proves to you the community that they built around, you know, those runners in that race. Yeah. Well, like you said though, like Arkansas has, they do have a lower population, but everyone in Arkansas knows how valuable Arkansas is because they've experienced it. And I feel like nobody else around in other States realize how beautiful Arkansas is. I think it's kind of like a hidden, hidden, hidden thing. Um, But you know, you got that low population of people and they all have a common interest of the outdoors. So I think, it, like you said, they're Arkansas, they're Arkansans or whatever you used. Arkansans. Arkansans. <laughs> and so like, yeah, that makes, that makes sense why they all come together and, and all that. So, um, yeah. but yeah, so, you know, and you know, we, as we both know as Christians, like the Bible talks a lot about, you know, giving, um, giving with a good heart and, you know, the Lord blessing you and stuff like that. Um, and I, I think it's just so important as a person to um, be able to give yourself away, whether it's your time, your effort, or even your own money, to give yourself away voluntarily. Um, I think that says a lot about your character. And I think that's something 
that I don't see a lot with when it comes to men, especially like, like I see a lot of women um, being all in on like the giving stuff and all that, but not a lot of men. And I think um, I'm, I'm not sure why that is, but I think, I think it's very important to, to do it because it builds your character to, to give yourself voluntarily a way to do something for someone else, even when you don't want to is a very kind act. And I think the universe rewards it in a way. Uh, when I say universe, obviously like as a Christian, I mean, God, but you know, I, I know even non-Christians that do good things they give and stuff, and they have a lot of great things that come their way. Um, and so I think it just adds to your, not your character and it really pays a favor to you down the road. Um, and that's something like I want to do more like Carly and I, I've talked to her and like, we want to go volunteer at a race in January um, or try to, um, if we don't have anything going on that weekend. And so like, we want to also do more of that when it comes to volunteering. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think it's a, it's a really good thing. And I think there needs to be more of it in the world. Um, Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of it, but. um, Yeah. I'll say this in defense of men. I think, at least this is my experience. You, but uh, I think you know a lot of the time, men comfortably give their time to like family, and then friends especially. Mm-hmm. Whereas women, and this is not this is this is not the case for every single man, every single woman. Um, women are better at giving their time to strangers. You know, like it seems like that comes a little more naturally to them, whereas men might have trouble in that area. Um, that true, Carly. But I, I, know. I don't know. I mean, it's hard because I'm like trying to think from a not just from my perspective, but from like a universal, including everyone perspective. Um, I know. I don't know. I do feel like women naturally. Just what I've seen in the church, it's like if anyone's going to, and this is not docking. I'm not. I'm not trying to dock y'all. I don't know as, what that means. Like I'm not trying to. What's another word than dock? I'm not trying to like. Yeah, just get to the. It's okay. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to put y'all down. It's just like anytime anybody needs anything, volunteers, um, or prayer, or in the church, it's like always women want to volunteer. The majority of the time, it's like the woman wants to stand up and volunteer. And uh, and part of me is like, you know, why why is that? I do think that – and we're all selfish. So, like, I'm not saying men are more selfish than women. But I do think that there is, like, <laughs> this, like, little inch of pride in men that's like – well, I want to do it my own way. Not saying that that's like yeah. that for women. I'm just saying that I think, because I do think women naturally have a lot of satisfaction in giving to others. Like when you, and y'all got to think in the garden, like at the very beginning in Genesis, what was the woman created for? She was created to help. Like she, not saying she can't have her own job, not saying she can't have her own business, but I'm saying like, when God created Eve, it was to help Adam. And so I do think naturally as biological women, as a biological female, as an XX chromosome, you're 
you're going to ha- you're going to be satisfied in helping others whereas men with an XY chromosome it's like you were created yes to lead. Do y'all get what I'm trying to say? Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Asher, I don't know what you're talking about women helping strangers like as far as I see it. As far as well, well I guess so. I don't know. But Asher's frozen. But that's <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Sure is. But Anyways, I was like, I was looking at him. I was like, man, I guess I'm not saying like good stuff because of his face, but he was frozen. So yeah, he was frozen. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We, uh, we are kind of towards the end of the podcast time here, but, um, I'll kind of just wrap it up with, with, um, an, an encouragement for anybody listening that, you know, if you don't serve a lot or volunteer, uh, to do that and, and just see the repercussions of it. Like you'll feel better when you do it or after you do it. Um, and I, I really do yeah. feel like it, like a, like it will, it will, it will be rewarded down the road in the future without you realizing that's what it's from, if that makes sense. So, um, can I say I, one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And, um, I will say just from like, I know we're young, but just from the experience of serving others, it's like you get out of your own head. So, like, when you start volunteering and when you start serving, you see other people's needs. You see other people's talents, other people. Like, you really start looking beyond yourself, and you really see the value of others. And it's just so much. It's really rewarding, like you said. Well, if you all enjoyed this episode of Shooting the Bull, uh, make sure you leave a rating. And Asher is hopping back, and I'll go ahead and let him in. Uh, make sure y'all leave a rating though. Leave a good review for us. Um, that helps with the algorithms and helps uh, get our podcast out there to more people. So if you, you if you enjoyed listening, I just ask that you leave a good rating for us, um, and that you even you know follow the podcast. But that's the end of this episode for shooting the bull, and we'll have another shooting the bull episode on Monday. It looks like Asher is not gonna <laughs> get in, so we'll end it here. But I'll see y'all next next Monday on shooting the bull. <laughs>